0: church situation or online it really energizes you and it really brings you to the point where you go okay so that's exactly what it takes it's like that those words that that he's actually speaking there we're getting an idea of the kind of commitment that God is actually asking us for and the the promises of God now that we read in scripture and so many times those promises elude us is a lack of us getting to the becoming the people that God wants us to be like surrendering and understanding this Christian walk. And then we will see those dimensions of the promises of God being manifested in our lives. So I just wanted to, um, you know, go uh, go over. We've been listening to that song since last night. Uh, we're probably going to listen it after this too. Because it's just like, you know, these people just see the um, energy of God, uh, the desire that they have just to see God at a high level, not as a, an entertainment. You know, the way we come to church or come for prayer. That is not what the Lord Jesus um, spoke about in his word. This relationship that the way we are pursuing it in a general sense in the churches, look at the Catholic church, for example, this thing, it's not the way it is. No wonder the Pope is um, this week talking about recognizing gay marriage and those type of things, because they're not, they're not doing the real deal. They're just catering to the flesh. And God is actually inviting us into, into relationship with him we need to go into the word and find out what is it that he's actually asking there's a scripture in uh john six i believe that talks about the after jesus began to speak of being a disciple it said that many after that time they chose not to walk with him anymore The minute he began to, when they saw the miracles, when they saw the multiplication of the food and and those type of supernatural things, they all followed. But the minute he began to lay out what the cost, then many of them, the Bible says, John 6 and verses 66, it says, From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. They walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve. Will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou was the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God. And it's very important that we individually all have that revelation of Jesus Christ, that we all come into this understanding and this revelation of Jesus Christ from a individual perspective and not just generalize it that we go to church. But God can know you by name, and you can have a re- you can carve out a relationship with him, knowing him, hearing his voice, knowing his will. And he has given us the directions, the instructions on how to cultivate that relationship with him. And it's on that account that we have been reading from Hebrews 6, from 1 to 3, and been um, looking at these foundational truths that are written that we need to lay in our spiritual foundation. So we're going to do the final today. Hebrews 6, 1 to 3, I'm going to read that scripture. It says, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go go on into perfection. And next week, we'll talk about what do we do in perfection. Now that we have laid this foundation, what will we do in perfection? Let us go on into perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God and of the doctrine of baptism and of the laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead. And today, eternal judgment. So we went through all of those lessons for a particular reason. Jesus spoke about foundation, and that's the foundation that we need to lay. Faith towards God, Mm -hmm. right? Baptized, being baptized, committing yourself to Jesus Christ. And then now we can talk about destiny, that which God has planted inside of you before the foundations of the earth. And now you can go out and go accomplish those things. Then now we can talk about anointing. Many people are coveting anointing, but it's, uh, the anointing is like a, a Lamborghini that you go there and buy. You better be sure when you hit the road, 401, with that thing that you know how to handle it. That's the same way it, it is with the anointing. You have to use wisdom to dispense the anointing of God and the gifts of the Spirit. And that's why when we, even when we go into perfection and begin to talk about the gifts, we're not just going to talk about, because we know everybody's prophesying these days. Every, every street corner you go, there's a prophet living on there. But if you ask them about the, you know, the instructions that come with that office or with prophesying, they have, many times they have no idea what you're talking about. So for that gift or that anointing to be a blessing to someone or give glory to God, it has to be subjected subjected to the Word of God one and to the Spirit of God. Just because you have the uh, healing anointing, don't means that everybody that you pray you you should uh, try and heal everyone. Some people need to get salvation, to come into salvation. You have to be led, you have to subject that um, gift or anointing to the Holy Spirit and let him tell you when to use it. That's why Jesus didn't um, heal that man in the book of Acts that Peter healed when he was full of the Holy Spirit. I'm I'm sure the Lord walked by so many times. The Bible said that he was there for many years in that condition. And the Lord did not heal him and let that that healing for Peter to undertake sometime later. So timing is. Uh, we want that gift to be. We need to understand how to um, use the gifts that are written of in the book of Corinthians, and that's why right after the gift, Paul begins to go into um, the love, and he talks about no matter the gift you have or the, the mention of God that is being dispensed through your ministry or through your anointing, if you don't do it love with love, he like said you're like a clanging symbol. So we have to we have to master these things. And then after we master these things then we begin to pray to god no lord give me an anointing use me in this way use me in that way and if you become that person the lord will not withhold any good thing from you if you become jesus went through that same process you learn obedience through suffering we saw we saw the account of jesus having an exchange being mentioned in the scripture i think it was at somewhere around 11 years old and then nobody heard of him much until 30 years old, that's the pro- that time of uh, he was being processed. So we have to allow ourselves to uh, be processed and all of the promises of God will manifest in our lives. Right, so today we're. I'm just going go to go through eternal judgments. Eternal judgment is the last of the six foundational principles of the Christian faith. And it's an eternal judgment is the great and final judgment spoken of in the Bible, which determines the eternal destiny destiny of all souls. And this is something that we need to um, really, really focus on, especially in this day and age that we live in, where so many other gospels are being preached that are not consistent with the word of God. We need to... Examine what what is written in scripture and what jesus said says about this and really begin to um, pay attention What is what does it profit a man that he gained the whole world and lose his own soul? So we we have to look Look into our eternal salvation. We don't know tomorrow is promised to no man We don't know how long we're gonna be on this earth and when whenever as you know Whatever great works that God do through you. I do wish that the lord um you know undertake a lot through you but i hope that while that work is being undertaken that you never forget about your eternal salvation and walking out the christian life as an individual and i'm watching i'm being mindful of this myself paul said it uh, best he said he didn't want to become a castaway while he preached the gospel i don't want that to happen to me right uh, let's go to isaiah 32 22 you can jot down these scriptures uh, because uh, we might not go into all of them uh, deeply, so you can jot them down. But I'll just read them. I'll give you the scripture so you can uh, write them down. Isaiah thirty-two verses twenty-two. It says, "For the Lord is our judge." Hebrews twelve verses twenty-three. It says, "God, the judge of all." God's real desire is not that judgment would come unto all men, but that all men would be saved. We know. That, that That is the desire of God, that every single human being on the planet would come into saving grace to receive in His Son, Jesus Christ, as their Lord and their Savior. And John 3, 17, it says, For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Might be saved. Jesus came into the world to save the world, to, to ra- ransom us, to pay for or. Fallen us in our fallen state and to bring us back into relationship with the father and he has stated that very clearly in scripture Second Peter 3 verses 9. It says The Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness But is long-suffering to us what, Not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance that all should come to repentance and we can see that gentleness That the Lord has afforded to all of us. You know, when we walked away from him, even though we knew that he was beckoning us to come. And we walked away from him for different seasons. We were not obedient to his word. And God was so merciful. And God was so tender towards us. And he gently, uh, you know, showed us the right way. And brought us back to where we should have been. Out of his great love and patience. Uh, Acts 17 30 to 31 It says and the times of this ignorance God winked at But no command, commanded all men everywhere to repent God winked at, the, at the, uh, us In the in those times of ignorance but no commanded all men everywhere to repent Because he had appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness So we know that Season is coming whether it, whether it, it resolves it comes for us in the return of Jesus Christ or it, We die before that return of Jesus Christ. It's appointed to man who wants to die and after that is the judgment. We must be mindful As we hear the great messages of the mercy and the goodness of God Let's not forget about the judgment of God as many You know Preachers are doing these days. let's not forget that God is going to judge us by the standard of his word, and we must measure up to the standard of the word. John 5, 22, and then 27 says, For he has given all judgment, the last judgment and the whole business of judging, entirely into the hands of the Son. Entirely into the hands of Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ will undertake all of His judging. And he has given him authority and granted him power to execute judgment because he is, a, he is a son of man. Because he's a son of man. That's why Jesus came into this world. The Bible said that he identified with us, he really identified with us in every capacity, in the human form. He came and, ident- and identified with us. And it, also in the true in the final judgment, true believers will help judge the world. We will actually help. Judge the world. It says this in First Corinthians 6 2 to 3. Do ye not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Know ye not that ye shall judge angels. Talking about fallen angels. That those are the levels of responsibility that God has caused called us into. We need to begin to function. In this capacity, We need to begin to look to the eternal as we walk on this earth that is material. We need to begin to look to the eternal and look to the word of God and the spirit of God to give us understanding as to what is actually written in there. So we do not walk down here blindly. So we are not, like I've been saying over and over, totally being influenced by the world, the world system that is out there and walk away from the word of God. The standard by which we will be judged is the word of God. We'll be judged by the word of God. And it says in John 12, 47 to 48. John 12, 47 to 48. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I will judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejected me and received not my words had one that judged him. The word. The words that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. And we have the word of God. This is what we're doing. We're reading it. So this is, it's telling us the level that we need to be at, to be accepted in the kingdom of uh, of heaven, to be uh, able to enter. Mm -hmm. That we cannot live the way that we choose and then expect to have eternity with God. You know they're changing the gospel these days to suit the lifestyle of men. That's why the Pope can have a position like that, because I don't know if they actually um, read the Bible. They don't have no regard for these things. We have to be careful who it is that we allow to be our pastors, and then also we have to we also have to be so uh, have such a relationship with Jesus Christ that we. You know Jesus said, "My sheep hear my voice." So if you're hearing God's voice, you know, the Spirit of God will let you know that the words that are being spoken over you are of him. God is not going to lead you to a pastor or a place that is not consistent with what um, he has spoken in his word. So we are building up people that they might hear God's voice. Not I don't tell people, you know, I, I uh, advise people based on scripture and the Lord allow us to minister to people in different capacities. But we constantly point people to a relationship with Jesus Christ We constantly point people to him have a prayer life right you take the time out to read the word and Take the time out also to pray to pray and don't be hasty with your prayers Don't do the five ten minutes prayers and then you're gone We have to get into a point where our soul become quiet. If we want to hear from God Well, we have to really make the time you will seek me and find me what when when you search for me with all of your heart. So if we go into prayer. And the only thing we can think of. Is what we're going to do next. I mean under those circumstances. We're not going to get the, the best of God. We need to. Get rid of the distractions. Some of my favorite time. Is when nobody. No one is in the house. No kids. And even Kim might be off somewhere. And then I go Yes. I can actually spend time with God at that time. Right? And that way I can lay in the Lord's presence for two hours. That way I can worship for um, 45, one hour minute, and then lay and wait for the Lord to speak to me. I turn the phone off for a little bit. That's how you cultivate relationship with Jesus Christ, if you truly want to hear his voice. You cannot um, desire to hear the, the, the king. Right, the king, the creator of the heavens and the earth, and then you barely have ten minutes to stay. Okay, he didn't speak to me, and then we take off. Be still and know that I am God. Present yourself to God. I when I'm gonna uh, go to pray in the mornings, I get up. I'm not going to work. I get a shower, and um, you know, I put on fresh clothes, and I go like I'm meeting a king. I present myself before God in that capacity, well groomed. Sometimes we spend more time getting ready to go to the mall. And then we, you know, put on all of the lipstick and, uh, you know, for the ladies and all of those type of things. And that's good. Look good when you're going out. But when you're going to go before God, make the time to prepare yourself. If you are going to be meeting someone that you respected and, uh, you know, you're going to presenting yourself to that person, you prepare yourself accordingly. You make, you, make sure you have the time. Don't be doing 10 different things while you're praying or thinking on 10 different things when you're praying. That kind of mentality will not get the attention of heaven. We're talking about things, We, you know, we're talking about how to get God's attention. Right? The reason for judgment. Let's go into the reason for judgment. The Bible reveals judgment is necessary because of sin against God's law. Ungodliness, unrighteousness, unbelief, trespass. And evil deeds, although these are different words, they are they are all words for sin. Sin against God's law. Romans two verses twelve, for as many as have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law. That is under the law. Ungodliness. Uh, let's go. Second Peter three verses seven. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word are kept in store, reserved in. Unto fire against the day of judgment and peridion of ungodly men. This is real. This is not uh, when we talk about judgment. is not to uh, make people uh, upset. It, that's not. That's not it. It's to talk about the future reality of judgment. That it could be tomorrow, or it could be thirty years, or it could be when the Lord Jesus Christ returns. Who knows? But the idea. When we are having this conversations, is because we know that Jesus Christ and the words that he spoke That they are real And we're not Going to take them lightly, we're not going to take them lightly This book of the law, you shall meditate on it day and night and be careful to do all that is written therein, The full counsel of God from Genesis to Revelation Verse, uh, Let's look at another scripture jude 15 it says to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of their hard speech speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him we see many people blaspheme in the name of jesus christ and he is that we are still alive they're still alive that's the, that's the goodness of God being extended to them, to repent from those things. But can you imagine where there is no repentance? And they know how to face the consequences of judgment, of really just transgressing God's law without a conscience. And now you got to face that fire of hell that was not created for you. It's very, very serious. And we're going to get into the gifts, like I said, but we're still doing the, we're still, uh, we're still, not, we have not completed all of what we need to complete down here. We want to talk about the, the good things that God has in store. And we know that He has good st- things in store for all of us. But He's looking for children who wants to know Him, you know, who want to be obedient and live a life that is pleasing to Him. As I'm speaking now, I'm being mindful that whatever I speak has to be. You know i have to be careful how the words that i use i want to and i pray this morning when the lord woke me up early that you know that i wouldn't speak words inconsistent i was like lord inspire me by your holy spirit to speak because i know the lord is uh, even myself here in this position is going to be held responsible for the things that i speak or i communicate to the people that the lord present before me that's the kind of reverence that i really want to give to god Every time, whether I'm speaking, like I said before, to one individual or more, or whether I am at work, what kind of mindset am I allowing myself to be in? The Spirit of God is there with us all the time. And if He is there, I mean, if Jesus was really walking with you physically, you we wouldn't behave that way. So when the Holy Spirit is there, we have to be mindful of what we are carrying on in. Or we are presenting ourselves unrighteousness the lord know it in second peter two verses 9 said the lord knoweth how to deliver the ungodly out of temptations the godly excuse me the lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations the godly and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished unbelief John 3 verses 18 he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. You know, someone called me last night by in error. they meant to call my brother who lives in Jamaica, and I'm, I'm not sure how they made an error. And they actually called me and then texted me and told me, I know this person, right? But this person uh, uh, hides from me because. They know the conversation that they're going to have when they call me and called me in error. And now here we are on the phone. And I'm like, you got the wrong brother. But it was not an error because I have something to share with you. And, you know, the spirit of God was the one who did. And I said, listen, this is not by accident that I'm speaking to you now. Mm-hmm. And every my, my kids were wondering, who is it that he's talking to? How can he talk to people that rough? They probably think, you know, I was talking to maybe, I'm talking to somebody older than me, and I'm telling them that the guy is way bigger than me. I I was like, it's not about that, and it's not even me that's actually talking to him. But I was very rootless in dealing with him, and I don't think he actually realized it until half an hour had passed. It's like God suspended everything so that I could speak a word into him, because this is one of the uh, folks that I know that, you know, allow themselves to be influenced by different things and just... They throw away the things that they were taught at an early age and walked away from God. And God is actually giving, you know, constantly uh, giving them time to repent and to come back to him. So when these uh, things happen, I know I know why God caused them to come in my path. And at that time, it's not about friendship. I They could never care, talk to me again, quite frankly. I only want to do one thing. Whatever it is that God wants me to speak to them, in whatever tone, I do it. If if that severed the relationship, I'm cool with that. I'm only about doing my father's business. I'm not trying to, um, you know, gain likes on Facebook. That's not what this is about. When you do a sermon, you know, let's see how many people gave you a like or how many people gave you a bad comment. The only thing that matters to me, period, is that, Lord, did I speak that which you wanted me to speak? If the Lord says, you did my will, I say, great. Awesome. The more people get pissed off, the better off it is. It means that you're you're beginning to um, speak something that goes against the way that they're conducting their lives. And that's the first thing that happens when you're going to come to Jesus Christ. It has to be a conversation, a mental conversation that, go, that contradicts the word that you're speaking, that now begins to be dealt with by that individual to open up their understanding. So, when we go out there and expect, oh, you know, it's just going to be the nice, um, gentle Holy Spirit all the time. God is going to heal his leg. And he, no, uh uh-uh. uh. Go read the book of Acts. Where is it written there? Sometimes you're going to um, preach to somebody who's brutal against you. I was um, sharing earlier in the prayer prayer we had this week with um, this apostle that I listen to all the time. He's very funny. And uh, some lady, while he was preaching, came up and gave him a slap right to the face. And he goes, he goes. Uh, she gave me a slap offering, and then, and then after that, the Holy Spirit like knocked her five feet away. Like, I don't think the Holy Spirit really wanted to touch her, but the demon that was, you know, invoking her to have this type of um, mentality. The principles of divine judgment on the basis of the Word of God, God's law, and the principles of judgment are fixed in His Word. Psalms one nineteen eighty nine. It says. Forever O Lord thy word is settled in heaven. Don't go when you want to find out What is written in scripture in regards to your eternal salvation? Go and read the word of God Or you will trivialize these things and Trivialize your eternal salvation and go to church and they will preach a lukewarm Gospel to you that is void of the words that Jesus Christ and the intensity that he used in speaking those words and you will think that you are saved and you will go through a lot of things including the enemy will defeat you and you will wonder why you're a child of god and the power there is no justice being done to you based on what you believe say you profess there's no power to it you have to begin to really do business with god before you're going to see these results in your life and we want you to have these results in your life a general revelation of god is given to all men through the wonders of creation we can look up into the cosmos and realize there is no way as much as the scientists talk about this big bang theory and all the other things that they are trying to um prove we know that's not true romans 1 verses 20 it says for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Being understood by the things that are made. Even is eternal power and Godhead. So that we are without excuse. We are without excuse. There will be no excuse. When the word of God begins to judge on that day. No man will be able to say. Because of this person. Because of that person. There will be no excuse. When you hear this message. And the spirit of God convicts you. That you are in sin. That you are not unsaved. It's time to make a decision for Jesus Christ. We know many of the people that are around us. They have not made a a decision for Jesus Christ and then they're they're trying to bring us back into the old into the world. Where each person will be judged individually. Like I was saying, individually. Ezekiel eighteen verses twenty it says, The soul that sinneth it shall die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father, neither shall the father bear the iniquity of the son. You can't go on and blame it on your mom and your dad. It can't happen. We have to take responsibility for our eternal salvation and for our life. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. Ezekiel 18 verses 20. Judgment determining individual eternal destiny will not be on a group Basis it will not be on a group basis. It will be on an individual basis according to truth Paul wrote in Romans 2 verses 2, but we are sure the judgment of God is according to truth We we should not get familiar with the gospel message just because we have heard it so many times It will be based on personal conduct Also, each of us will stand before the judgment seat of Christ and will be judged according to our deeds according to our deeds It says in Revelations 20 verses uh, 12, the dead were judged out of these things that were written in the book, in the books, according to their works. Romans 2 verses 6, who will render to, who will render every man according to his deeds, according to his deeds. First Peter 1 17, the father judges according to every man's work. Second Corinthians 5 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That everyone may receive the things done in his body. According to that he had done, whether it be good or bad. And the judgment of God will also be without partiality. There will be no partiality. The eternal judgment will be without partiality. This means without special favor. People will not be judged on the basis of their wealth social position nationality or education that is a system that is down here where certain you know advantages are um, given to certain people in this on this earth but when it comes down to the judgment that will not cut it for anybody first 1 Peter 117 it says the father without respect of persons judge it without respect of persons judge it to have respect of person means to be influenced in judgment by external factors of appearance, relationship, position, wealth, etc. God's judgment is not influenced by any of these. 1 Samuel 16, verses 7. For the Lord see it not as man see it. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart, on the heart will be judged according to righteousness psalms 9 verses 8 and he shall judge the world in righteousness he shall minister judgment to the people in uprightness in uprightness he shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with his truth psalms 96 13. acts 17 verses 31 you know when you read the book of acts we see the urgency that the disciples had we see the urgency that Peter had. I mean, Peter Peter was preaching the gospel as if he thought Jesus was going to come the next day, and the people need to have that level of urgency. And we have heard that we somehow we have been very a lot of times we become so casual, and we have, we don't allow these words to speak to us with that same potency that it did to the early believers, only because time has transpired, hundreds of years has transpired, and many generations have passed, and we allow this uh sleepiness to come on us spiritual sleepiness and laziness and that sharpness we don't cultivate that type of a relationship with god like we should like they did we see the consequences of that even in the christian community we see in the churches the lack of um breakthrough in people's life the lack so many people looking for healing and not getting it and wondering why does god heal anymore it has nothing to do with god forever Thy word is settled in heaven forever, O Lord. Thy word is settled in heaven. We we are the ones that need to make the adjustments consistent with the word of God. And then we will see the power of God. We have been praying with people and seeing the power of God. And when I go before a person, irregardless of what, I just want to know their position. Because I know that God is ready and that God is available. The power of God is there to change and transform their lives. The only thing I'm saying is what is your position? Are you gonna know become obedient to the word of God? Are you gonna know the Lord? Uh, the Lord know to empower you, so that he, so that He can begin to move in your life. We're gonna be judged according to the motives and thoughts. First Corinthians four verses five. Therefore, judge nothing before the time, until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness. And will make manifest the counsel of the heart. Romans 2, verses 16, it says, In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Christ Jesus, according to my gospel. Paul talking, uh, speaking here. According to my gospel, the gospel that Paul was preaching. This is what we need to wake up to initially. And we need to have that mentality when we are actually speaking to people. In regards to their eternal salvation That seriousness We need to begin to put back on this And not just still Prophesy prophesy Over over people That are not saved We see these prophets Some of them are not even worth a dollar Everybody is prophesying these days And that's good because Paul said we should all Prophesy But we must also be real And make sure that these people that we're we're, we're speaking certain words over that they are understanding that their are responsibilities. The time of judgment, the Bible indicates that there is past, present and future judgment. The Bible is a the Bible is a history of God's past judgment. The Bible. Yeah. From the time of Adam and Eve, it records God's judgment of nations and individuals. John 16, verses 11. The prince of this world, Satan, is judged. Satan has already been judged. In uh, Colossians 2, 15, it says, And having spoiled principalities and powers, he, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. So we know that that's the... Even though Satan is still, you know, attacking humans, Christians... We know that he's already been sentenced to eternal fire. This is what here is doing is his last run. And nothing can change that. But we are not, we have not been judged in that context. Unless we reject God. Jude 6, it says, and the angels which kept not their first estate. But left their own habitation. He had reserved in everlasting change under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Already sentenced. John 12, 31, it says, now is the judgment of this world. Now is the judgment of this world. Because it is ruined by the presence of sin. The physical world is already condemned by God. The Bible says the world will be destroyed by fire. Can you imagine? The world will be destroyed by fire. And we're... In many cases, people are building their kingdom on this earth that is going to be destroyed. I mean, it doesn't make sense from a, even from a numerical standpoint, because you only live for a a very, I would say short, even if you live to a hundred years, you can see time going by. So it really doesn't make sense to focus on the immediate, but then when you go into the word of God and begin to see what is written there, you really don't want to be wasting your time um, buying cars and building homes only. It's a waste of it's a waste of life to pursue these things. I mean, that's what this is what the world is um saying to us. Just focus on material material things. And God is calling us into something that is better. We can begin to have that eternal perspective. That's why I I my old um idea like I keep saying I'm getting paid when I go to heaven. I care I don't care if I have to take the bus down here, quite frankly. But when I go to heaven, I'm a demand my 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 um I don't have to demand it cuz the Lord will give it. So long as I make it up there, the Lord will give us the reward. But understand that um in the promises of God are your are your needs met. in you following through and going after what he is um he's telling you to go after. Your needs will be met. There will be a a performance of the supernatural in your finances. Hello. And your physical needs. Every aspect of this, the Lord has taken into consideration. It's just the fear and the mentality of this world. This is why we're building ourselves spiritually. This is why we're building a a community of believers. The words that I speak, Jesus said their spirit and their life. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God When you hear this word when you read this Bible it gives you a Spiritual energy to overcome when you pray it gives you spiritual energy to overcome the influences that are clouding your mind From all the other areas of life that we have to go and, and encounter people when you come together and be a part of the body of Christ. No, everybody here, we're all being encouraged and strengthened. To overcome the issues that are going to come our way this week. We're dealing with them No, You don't have to fight your battles when you pounce on your battle. Fight your battle before. Get up in the morning and command your day. Command your day. Take authority over the forces of darkness that you're going to encounter Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and uh, and Friday. Begin to deal with them from Sunday night. And on your way to work um, Monday morning, praying in the spirit, taking authority. The Bible said we will trample on serpents and scorpions. Trample on serpents and scorpions while you're driving down the road. That we're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus above these principalities and powers. Pull them down. And have your mind ready for when the enemy speaks. And then tell him to shut up. This is what God is actually calling us into. 2 Peter 3 verses 10. It says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. And here we are. We are waiting for the next um, superheroes movie to come out, to see something supernatural. The Hulk or The Avengers. The world is waiting for that. Can't wait for the coronavirus to go so they can have these big screen movies that can, um, you know, titillate us for a moment. They can excite us for a moment. And then we, we feel, while we, are, we paid $10.50 to, to watch this movie, and we feel really, really powered up when we see the Hulk smashing everything. And then we, we get up under that chair and walk outside and go, uh, you know, all we see is people throwing away popcorn uh, bags. All of that energy, there's no expression to it. What a, what a waste this, this um, planet is. And God is actually calling us into major things. Major things. God is calling us in, into major things. And we need know every person that is on here is a person of destiny. A person of purpose. Every person here. That is, that is on here now. There is a God-given mandate on your life. And there is a system that is against that. The satanic kingdom is against that. I've been trying to stifle that from coming forward. And, you know, God will struggle with us for a while. And bring us to this point where we finally go, I get it. I understand it. I was created for impact, for destiny. I'm going to stop, with, you know, like they always said, the eagles are meant to soar, not hang out with the chickens. The people that are calling you away from God's word, you know, they have the ability to do, to become eagles too. But right now they're, they're um, choosing to be chickens. We have to walk away from those people. The present judgment, there is a present judgment that goes on continuously. All men are presently judged as sinful or righteous before God, even though the the present judgment of man is on the basis of whether or not he has accepted Jesus Christ as Savior. John 3 verses 18. He says, he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. A lot of people. You know, I've been reading the news and I've seen uh, in the last month, um, year how many rap artists uh, are dead. Have they been shot? And people are wondering why. And I'm thinking, I'm not, um, I don't want it to happen. No. But I think I understand uh, spiritually, many of them are selling their souls for fame and then they're be, being judged. Satan is giving, Satan, Satan offered many things to Jesus after he had fasted 40 days. Do we think that he really was going to give him? Uh, some of those things. Absolutely. At, the, at what expense? And it's the same thing he's doing now. So when the Lord call you to um, pursue something and he's beginning to work in your life, and it's something that's take, that takes time, <clears throat> and Satan comes and offers you something that give you an immediate breakthrough. Maybe if if, if, if money is your weakness, then this, the uh, Satan will come and offer you money. He can open up an avenue for you to come into quick wealth. Or fame and many of the people that we see in Hollywood, that's what they're doing. Some of them doing it out of ignorance. Others are very mindful and conscious that they're doing it and they're trading their eternal position not knowing when the enemy is going to knock on the door and say pay off time now I come for your for your soul. And then we read the news and hear that they're dead. That's not. This is not how it is that people just die like that. You can, God did not create the world that the, the enemy can just come and, and, and take people. and uh, Or else would all have been dead. Satan is such, so vicious that if um, if he had free reign on human beings, he would have physically destroyed all of us already. The mere fact that he's held back like this, just let you know that he's limited in what he can do. And we are the ones that are actually allowing him to do that in our lives. I refuse to give Satan any of my mind. I refuse to allow him to use my mind and then my body, because if I give him my mind, then he's going to tell my body what to do. When you're built up in God, when the word of God is inside of you, when you have a relationship with Jesus, when you're praying and staying in the word, you will have the relevant strength to overcome the enemy. When you're a part of the body of, of Christ, when you're living the scriptures, being obedient to the scriptures, not partially, not partially, Halfway or 80% You're not paying your own bills. It's it's the grace of God that allows you to pay your own bills This this here, this is where this reengineering process must happen inside of us Romans 1 verses 18 All right, Let's go to uh, Hebrews 12 5 and then we'll read 6 and 8 It says my son Despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. Whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. But if ye be without chastisement, whereof of all our partakers, then are ye bastards and not son, and not sons. bastard That mean if the Lord is speaking to you, even as the Holy Spirit is speaking to you today. And the Lord is showing you the way that he has designed for you. And if we ignore this and just continue down the road that we were going, using the intellect and the mind, and trying to think, provide for ourselves, protect ourselves, and all of these things that we can't do. If we do those things, there's going to be a consequence to it. We, we're not going to have, we cannot guarantee the future. Only God can. He has a foolproof plan when we decide to follow him 100%. That's why I was talking about the passion with that gentleman. He was talking about a Christianity that is total surrender, total surrender. You know, when the Lord asks me to do anything, whether or not it um, hurts my ego, it's it's not a part of it. I really don't care. I'm going to do it out of obedience. I don't do it because I'm pleased. I don't do it because, you know, it feels good. I'm only doing it out of obedience, maturity. Paul said he became a bond servant, a bond servant, a slave. I am a slave and a happy slave at that. I love it. I'm a slave at Jesus Christ. The future judgment. Hebrews 9, verses 27. It is appointed unto men once to die, but after that, the judgment. After that, the judgment. Jude 14, 15. Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all. 2 Timothy 4, verses 1. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. That these things actually sober me up. Quite frankly sober me off. I don't I don't read it when I read uh, the Bible my heart beats fast and slow It's going sometime. I read certain things. It really begin to get me hot, you know Lay this foundation in your relationship with Jesus Christ lay these foundational truths And then be mindful of them as you pursue him in other dimensions, but make sure that this position is always always concrete of your eternal salvation of these truths being applied in your life intimacy with the holy spirit the judgment seat of christ it says in uh second corinthians 5 verses 10 for we shall all stand before the judgment seat of christ actually it's romans 14 romans 14 verses 10 for we shall all stand before the judgment seat of christ and second corinthians 5 verses 10 says for we must all appear the ju- before the judgment seat of Christ. This is the preparation for that. This I- this here is the preparation for that. When you're hearing these words, let them impact you accordingly. Let them speak to you in a way that you will begin to uh, put some attention into your eternal salvation. Into the eternal salvation of your family. The Bible also talks about the great white throne. The final place of judgment is called the great white throne. Those judged here are the remaining dead who will be resurrected at the close of the millennium. This is the second resurrection. We spoke about this last week, the second resurrection. that We don't, we don't want to be a part of the, the second resurrection. The resurrection of the unjust. And why are they being resurrected? They're going to be cast into the lake of fire. This is the message this is the gospel of jesus christ you know this these are here our scriptures here are from the king james uh version of the bible the one that most demons are scared of this is this is it all these scriptures are taken from the bible and and, and we have so many messages that are being preached that don't have this level of intensity to it, to it. discarding the word of god and only talking about uh, grace. Let's read 1 Corinthians 3, 12 to 15. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble. It says, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it. Because it shall be revealed by fire, <clears throat> and the fire shall try every man's work, what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he had built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved. Paul is talking about the foundation. The foundation of things that we're actually talking about here. That we're supposed to let no man build any other foundation than this Foundation of Christ Jesus and the principles that he laid out in Scripture. That consists of this uh, foundation. This is the real deal. This is why Jesus was uh, saying, beginning to lay out these truths. And then many of the, the uh, we wouldn't call them disciples. We call them followers. From that time henceforth, forth, they decided not to pursue him anymore. Why are we following Why are we we here in church? Is it because we have totally given ourselves to Jesus Christ or is it just comforting? It's just part of the tradition of what we do. We go to work throughout the week and then we do Sunday service or um, some people call it mass. If that's what we think that it's about, we're in error. It's more than that. Somewhere along the line, we got deceived. Especially, uh, you know, I'm so rough on the Catholic Church, eh? Because they are really leaving people down the down the uh, in- so-called intelligent people. People with uh, all different type of uh, um, qualifications, intellectual, con- uh, but they are deceived into thinking that, you know, you talk to people and they tell, they tell you they're a Catholic. Like, what what does that mean? When they say that they're, I'm a Catholic, they ident- identify not with Christ, but with Catholicism. So whatever it is that they preach, that's what they own up to. People who are well-educated. This is the adjustment that, um, this is the truth of God, God's word. And we're, if anybody is here this morning. That has not really given their life to Jesus Christ. Truly. Truly. Give them their life to Jesus Christ. Maybe you come because you think the Lord could give you a healing. Maybe you you came because the Lord can uh, give you a job and He can do, He can do all of those type of things. The fire alarm is going off in the house. Again, it's been doing that for a few days now. It's time to, it's time to um, surrender to, to Jesus Christ this morning here. In a big way. I'm going to wrap it up right there. There's a little bit more to that message. That I feel like it's not for this morning. Because we know God is merciful, merciful and he's good. And with that being said. If you think this morning that you need to uh, surrender your life back to Jesus Christ and to come back to pursue him in a real way. You can type it in the chat. We're going to pray for Anyone who has a prayer request, anyone who needs to, uh, you know, whether it be commit them their lives to Jesus Christ, we'll we'll help you with that. And we are also available to help you to, you know, to pray with you during the week and so forth. We're making ourselves available, by God's grace, to minister to people from a full-time basis. We are the Lord um, put us in this position. We'll be there to pray with you. We'll be there to encourage you and, you know, in many cases, impart certain things that God has imparted to us. So so anyone looking for prayer, we're going to be praying for those things. And if you want to, I feel like there's a few people on here that need to commit themselves back to the Lord this morning.
1: Okay, so while you guys think upon that, um, I just want to just echo uh, just a few things that Andrade was speaking on. And one of the main thing is like at the end of the day, we will all stand before the judge of the universe, which is Jesus Christ. And we will be judged according to the things that have been done within our bodies and and. Um, and also, it, based on what you have chosen, whether you have chosen Christ or not, uh, you will be punished eternally if you haven't choose chosen the path to walk with him. And, um, and you will determine where you spend eternity, right? So it does require for you to just spend some time, just to take the time and just to really think upon this because it is a very serious message. And out there there's also um this slogan when it comes down to the youth um having to do with what yolo meaning you only live once and yes you only live once and they're saying because you only live once to enjoy your best life right now and to do all the things that you want to do to enjoy sin as much as you can and that's also a deception of the enemy Right, just to say, you know what, to do all, but at the end of the day, every single thing that you do in your mortal body, you will be judged based on that. So you choose and eternity is a very long time and it's a state of existing outside of time itself, right? And there is this book um, written by John Bevere that I really enjoy. It's called um, Driven by Eternity. So whatever it is that you're doing, just bear the end in mind and, and just know that you will be judged and every single thing that you will be doing going forward. Just live your life with the end in mind. So that's what I just wanted to share. And also when you approach judgment, there is a way wherein which you can be confident because in the word, it says that fear is not of the Lord, right? So this message is not to make you fearful, but to make you uh, be intro, introspective and to look and to really think, are you ready? If the Lord is supposed to Bring in his appearance right now. Are you ready for that great day? Are you ready to stand before judgment and be confident? And there is a way in which you can be confident while standing there, knowing that your election is sure. And I can share with you First uh, John First John 4 and it says, and verse 17, it says, herein is our love made perfect, that we may have a boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is so are we in the world there is no fear in, in there is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment he that feareth is not made perfect in love and there was another one yeah so basically it's saying because we have Christ which is the perfect love that with him we can be sure of our salvation and where we stand on that great day so i just wanted to share that with
0: you awesome yeah this is uh, like Kim is so right this is this message is to get us to align right so we can have assurance that's that's what this message um, is about <clears throat> so we're gonna have uh, uh, we have uh, some prayer requests I'm gonna ask, uh whoever is available Marcia Adriano, to uh, help us pray for these folks Rebecca as the first one there. If we can ask uh, Marcia to pray, it'd be great. And then Adriana after. Let us
2: bow our head in prayers and in agreement with um, our dear sister, Rebecca. Father, we thank you for the message that has gone forth. And I thank you for the words that have stirred your people and for them to look internally and see where they are with you, oh God. For this is a sure word for now. And Father, your it's not your will for anyone to perish but to have everlasting life. So as Rebecca, oh God, your servant, who you have called, oh God, into this ministry and showing her great and mighty things. And she has experienced your power she has experienced oh god that you are a faithful god and whatever promises that you have made to her oh god she has seen it come to pass and as such lord she is standing in the gap and coming into agreement with us today for her husband and her stepson oh god for she has a burden for them oh God, to see, oh God, them saved. And Father, as we believe, oh God, that salvation is free and it is for everyone, we stand in the gap today, oh God, and we storm heaven. And we, oh God, beseech you, oh Lord, on behalf of our husband and our stepson, that Lord, whatever is keeping them away from you, oh God, you will remove that spirit that is keeping them bound. You will remove, oh God, those voices that are speaking to them in the name of jesus so that they can come oh god and receive salvation that oh god when jesus went on the cross it's not in vain for god almighty it will be so impactful and powerful when both of them oh god are walking in agreement in their own soul that when they lift up their voices unto you oh god you will hear oh god the cry of your servant and that he will be the priest of his home that when he seek your face and when you go, he go, when he seek your face oh God and pray on behalf of his family that you will answer his prayer so father hear the cry of Rebecca's heart today in the mighty name of Jesus and release your power in her household release the fire in the name of Jesus let everything be shaken that should be shaken we pull on every stronghold right now in the name of Jesus yes. and that her husband Oh God will cry out to you in the midnight hour yes. and that you will hear his cry yes. and you will come to his rescue yes. So, yes. Father, in the name of Jesus release your mighty angels right now and capture him right now relocate him Oh God from where he's at right now and bringing him to the place of the kingdom of God, So, Father, we thank you for what you're going to do in the mighty name of Jesus. And we say thank you. And we seal the word in the name of Jesus. That the words will not fall to the ground, but it shall accomplish that which, oh God, you will have it to accomplish in their life and their household in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
0: Amen. Praise Praise God.
2: Hallelujah.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Go ahead, Adriano.